0: If you didn't know before, I'm sure you know now why Alan is now Professor Rubin. But in my role as respondent, I would like to emphasize a few points that maybe haven't come through all that clearly. Now, firstly, Alan is editor of the South African Optometrist, and he's been editor for 20 years. Now I don't know that many people here realize the impact or the, the difficulty of that job and the importance of that job. Alan, I did it for five years and gave up. Alan has done it for 20 years and is still surviving. And this is a major importance for this country. Because the journal is approved for subsidy It is a medium whereby young academics and students can cut their teeth in scientific writing. Uh, And he has this facility available for all optometric academics in the country. And as a result of this, because of government subsidy, the papers that you publish in the South African Optometrist earn the Authors University something like 100,000 rand per paper. If you work this out, you'll see that Alan's efforts at maintaining a journal that maintains the standards required for subsidy is bringing to universities in South Africa from the optometry departments something like 2 million rand per year in subsidy. And this is the money it provides money for me and for others to go to conferences overseas, to send students overseas, to buy computers, to buy equipment. And it is an enormously important thing. So that his role in running that journal is time consuming, very, very important and hasn't been highlighted so far. It it really is the the main reason, or the chief reason, why we as South African optometric academics have the funds to do what we need to do. And that is not just for academics in this department, but for optometric academics at the other universities in the country. Alan currently has seven post-grad students. Seven is a very large number. This is also a very big job. I'm sure there are not many academics who can handle seven students. I know I have difficulty handling two. So this is a hugely important role that he takes on in the department. In fact, his role is, is really it represents the lion's share of educating young academics in optometry not only at UJ but at every but in fact the lion's share for the country as a whole. He is contributing enormously to the future academics of optometry in this country. As he mentioned um, he and I were the Uh, co-supervisors for the first black PhD student in South Africa. That isn't really quite correct. I played a very minor role. Alan did all the work in that. I was officially a co-supervisor, but I can tell you it was Alan's work and he did a large amount of work in in that particular case. Um, He was also... He also looked after the first or one of the first master's degrees um, amongst black students in South Africa. So Alan's contribution amongst students and bringing up students has been and continues to be enormous. It's really the lion's share in this country. The considerable contributions that Alan has made and is making to the development of the country is evident from all of these things. The National Research Foundation uh, recognizes his work. He is one of only four optometric academics in the country who hold a National Research Foundation rating. And that's a, a very important thing, particularly in view of the fact that optometry has not been long in the university environment. Research has is relatively new in optometry. Um, ResearchGate is an international body that rates the impact of research. Some of you may know of ResearchGate itself. UJS is the only department of optometry in the country that has a research impact by their research rating. This department, um, this department has. Um, as a total of what was the figure? 169 impact points, according to ResearchGate, the optometry department at UJ. And that was as of the 28th of July, so very recently. 169 impact points out of UJ's total, 1,676. That means that UJ's contribution to the impact, as recognized by ResearchGate, is just over a tenth of UJ's research impact and I think that's really quite remarkable for a small department. Um, In fact optometry, if you look at the research impact factors produced by ResearchGate of all the departments at UJ, optometry comes second. I don't know the number of departments in the university, but it must be something like 70 or so. So UJ come, at least optometry, this department comes second out of 70, around 70 departments. It's a huge part of (coughs) UJ's impact. It's not all due to Ellen, but a very large part of it, direct and indirect, is to Ellen. There's one more point that I would like to make. Um, Alan's work provides a very good, good example of something that I think is not generally understood the empowering nature of mathematics. Alan has had a few digs at me over mathematics, but I have a very strong belief in how much power one gets from mathematics. He has mentioned some of the issues. Um, I think it can be argued that almost all of the impact of his research and in fact of a lot of the other research done in the department starts with the question of the mathematical nature of the measurement the optometrist makes as sphere, sill and axis. And Alan mentioned this there. This is the starting point. As Alan also mentioned, the nature of this measurement that is made, I'm sure, many times a day by most optometrists is perfectly satisfactory for measuring an eye and for prescribing a lens. However, it is totally useless for anything else. You cannot do, as Alan mentioned, you cannot do any serious calculations. You cannot even work out a sensible change or an average, or a distribution. If you're trying to work out distributions for um, surveys of of, uh, refractive areas in the country, for example, you cannot do any of those calculations. You cannot use ordinary statistics. It doesn't work. And the reason why it doesn't work is that the concept, sphere cell axis, is not mathematically orthodox. It is only because it became possible to look very carefully at the underlying mathematical nature of what the optometrist actually does that one begins to work out what is its true mathematical nature. And as soon as one discovers that sphere and axis is a kind of peculiar eigenstructure of the matrix that represents a tensor, as the physicist calls it, that suddenly you realize what you're dealing with. And not only that, it opens up all sorts of other things because it creates links to other aspects. It becomes almost a life of its own. And we've seen it a little bit here. I've seen it more in Alan's work. One starts working there, but you may start with refractive error and diatric power but the next minute you're looking at visual acuity. And then the next minute you're looking at colour. And then you're looking at other things. The mathematics, once you've sorted out that underlying structure, it is what lifts you out of one's own niche, one's own prejudice, and has a life of its own and leads to all sorts of new exciting things. And you can see how Alan has gone, starting with that concept of dioptic power, looking carefully at the mathematics and taking the lead the mathematics has, has gives one. I think this is a very, very important issue. Um, the research that Alan has done, the postgraduate students that Alan has looked after, the journal that Alan runs, the culture that he is growing, all of these are my real pleasure for endorsing Professor Rubin's inauguration tonight. Thank you very much.